0: lot Talk Radio. <laughs> The Madden Voice, 3, 2, 1, now. Commissioner T here, Friday, February 24th, last Friday in February, February flies by. Actually, every day has been flying by, but February 28 days really flies by. Some of my new microphone, I have no way of knowing, I know it works because of how the blog talk radio site operates, well, actually, I don't know that it works. It connected. So I could be talking to myself right now. I'll find out when I do the playback. But um, it, it, it doesn't – blog talk and my iPad, for some reason, will not talk to this microphone. And that's really what I wanted to do. I so having a microphone, and I really intended on doing the show from my iPad just to kind of see what I could do. You know, my iPad is brand new. My desktop computer is several years old. Um, but it, it didn't work so i am now using this uh new microphone on my computer i mean it's a good still solid computer it's touch screen and all kind of funky things to it but um i don't have to have the uh inter inter uh audio device to connect my old microphone to my computer this one usb um and i have usb c and i have us uh, i have the lightning adapter so it'll connect straight to the appropriate device without a um i don't even know what they call this mixer or something i don't know what they call this thing but so that's the advantage. that's an advantage other than that i don't i really don't know how good the microphone is um i'm going to hit the mute button and talk for like 3 seconds and then when i hear it back i'll know if it's working okay so i just muted and i said i am muting everything i want to see if the mute is coming through so when i play it back i'll know if the mute button actually works there's an echo button Right? I, t- I didn't turn that up because you guys don't want to hear it. Probably hearing my voice once is enough, but an echo of it probably be annoying. I'd be annoyed, so I'm not going to do that to you guys. Um, Anyway, I'm back, with Mr. G. Uh, You know, I, I, I did this nice thing last Friday and said I want to do regular shows. I'm going to attempt to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, blah, blah, blah. That was my attempt. And, you know, Monday was a holiday, and I could have did a show, and I didn't have anything to talk about. And just like I am at work, if there's, no, if there's no purpose, I don't like having meetings. I don't like having calls. I work for a very large company. I am not going to tell you who they are, though, because there's, there's a lot of reasons. One day I'll do a show. Um, I'll do a show on that when I'm long gone from that company, probably after I'm retired. <laughs> but for now, I'm, I'm going to leave them anonymous. But, uh, man, the culture there is calls, meetings, and I get it to a point. But sometimes it's like, you know, it's like, you, 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 know, you, you know, you have the meeting, and then at the end of the meeting, you ask if there's any questions, and there's no questions, people keep talking. And it's like, okay, let, you know, it's over, adjourn, send people back to, to their jobs, like stop dragging it out just because you reserved an hour, and it only took half an hour, then it's okay to say, okay, everybody have a great day. And there are some people that do that, um, but there's not enough, so I, for one, am not into meetings just to meet. I'm not into work calls just to call. I'm not even into personal calls just for ha You know, if I'm going to call you, I got something to say. If I got nothing to say, I'm not going to call you. I can text you and say hello. I can text you and say good morning. But just to call just just because, you know, why are you calling? I just thought I'd call. For what? Well, because I can call. Well, what do you got to say? Well, I don't know what I am say. I mean, okay, maybe, maybe, you know, I call the baby sometimes, just because I can, and I, and I guess that's okay. I mean, you know, so there are exceptions, but outside of probably that um, specific family that you may want to call, just you know, you call your mom, right? You may I have just say, but, you know, you have to talk to mom in a few days, and you know, uh, you know, check in with mom. You know, my brother, y'all know who he is. He co-hosts the show with me. He's you know. 1,200, 1,500 miles away, so, you know, but I can text him, too. But anyway, I didn't do a show Monday because, you know, for what? I didn't have anything to talk about. And then guess what happened on Tuesday? (laughs) Franchise tag started up, NFL franchise tag. I said, oh, okay. And then I was like, well, the franchise tag is for two weeks. So I guess it was okay to not really talk about it because it's for two weeks. So what was I going to say? Hey, guys, guess what? Starting, uh, you know, February 21st, or whatever that date was, the NFL franchise tag period is open and it's good for two weeks. Okay, everybody have a nice day. Now we are going to do that. So I'm going to talk about it today a little bit. Uh, I've been watching a lot of different shows and listening to people trying to make the franchise tag that has not been designated uh, to anyone yet a topic, because that's what they do. I I, I don't really feel that it's a topic until someone gets designated the appropriate franchise tag. but I guess the discussion of who might is what people are speculating, right? So I guess I can give my thoughts on that as well. Um, again, I'm, I'm not into, I'm not a big speculating, you know, I guess I am to some degree. I guess I do speculate some, I guess. But I try not to speculate too often. I'm not into hypothetical. But unfortunately, I guess I get forced into it because this is all about hypotheticals. This is all about what if a team does this and what if a team does that. So let's talk concrete first because, first of all, I bought this coffee. It's actually pretty good. This one I have here is Carmel macchiato. Hold on. Let me, let me get a sip of this coffee. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I hope you're having coffee with me this morning. Or if you're not listening to me, if you're listening, call me. You know, I always forget I do the show so often and and we don't get a lot of call ins. So if you're listening and want to call in, call me. Three four seven eight three eight nine five two five. Um I believe I'll have to double check, but I believe next Friday is the fourteenth anniversary of the Mad Voice. So come hook or crook, I will be doing a show. Um, yeah, I'll be doing a show. On the 3rd, I believe the 3rd is the exact date, March 3rd, 2009, I believe was the very uh, premier episode of what was then called EAFLradio.com, had a website and everything, that it that, that, uh, designated, dedicated, I guess both words would apply, dedicated to the Mad League I used to run, but... That Madden League is is dead. Uh, The website is long gone. The show remained EAFLradio.com for, I think, two or three weeks. And then, as many of the people in the Madden community said, I had a stroke of genius changing the show to the Madden voice. And thus, 14 years later, I've retained the name uh, EA Sports back then. I don't know how they would feel now, but back then said to me, well, you're not generating revenue, you're not getting paid to do the show, so we don't mind you using the name because you're not profiting off of it. And 14 years later, I'm still not. <laughs> um, if I were, I would probably consider changing the name to something else, but I'm not. That's not my goal. My goal is to have some fun, talk some football. So I'll tell, tell more of that stuff next next Friday. I don't know if I'll have any guests on or not to celebrate. It's not really a big deal probably to anyone outside of me. But the fact that 14 years later, I am still doing this on the same platform that back then was relatively unknown. They should give me something. They should like, they should give me something, you know, for my long-term patronage before this site became as big as it's become with celebrities and athletes and a lot of people using this. You go on their site and there's a lot of time trying to, you know, have you not listened to the Mad Voice, but there there's a lot of very famous and influential people that also use this site it does make hosting uh, podcasts simple. you can do live, you can upload your show, you can take call-ins they help with marketing so there, there I, I haven't had a lot of problems there's a couple of times that I've had technical difficulties, but for the most part. They've been greater. I wouldn't have spent 14 years doing the show here. So we'll go on to that next week. So let's, let's talk franchise tag, NFL franchise tag. So what the heck does that mean? You hear it, and you say, okay, Terry. No, no. Where am I? No, I'm not Terry right now. I'm Commissioner T. You say, Commissioner T. What does that mean? So let me explain that there are two types of franchise tags. There's exclusive and non-exclusive. So the exclusive tag, which is projected at $45.2 million in 2023, players can't negotiate with other teams one year deal based on an average of the top five salaries at the position. And then the non-exclusive tag, which is projected at $32.4 million, players can negotiate with other teams tagging team has option to match offer sheet or receive two first round picks if they decline so if you really want the player for the year you're going to use the exclusive tag lock them in and they're, 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 they're there for the year and their only option would be to uh, not not report you does not does not prevent you from continuing to negotiate, and there's a deadline to do this, but there, you have up to a certain date, and I'm sorry I don't have that information handy, but there is a deadline that you can still, I want to say it's June, that you can still uh do a contract, a long-term deal, and remove the tag. I do not believe if you do that that you get to re-tag anyone else because the tag... uh Time period ends March 7th. So that's it. i saying um a lot. I apologize. I'm a father. I've been doing this 14 years, and I still go um. Uh, ooh, I got that. So in some cases, it can give you more time to negotiate and figure out a contract. In some cases, it locks in a player you really want, and you know at least for the next year, you have that player, and then that player will get the average of the top five salaries at that position, which is nothing to sneeze at, particularly if you're looking at a quarterback and you're looking to tag a quarterback and you're thinking about the Mahomes and the, uh, you know, the Sean Watsons and even Dak's got a, a sizable contract. If you start thinking about those, those per year deals that are up in the $40, $40 million range and, and, you know, and I, I, I have a feeling that's where the $45.2 million um, tag price came. From from quarterbacks now tight end if you tag them they're not going to get that they're going to get top five like Dalton Schultz was tagged last year it is unlikely that he'll be uh, tagged again this year they could do it I think you can do it three years in a row and then that's it Kirk Cousins is is very well known for working the system getting tagged repeatedly until he finally got a big money deal and probably the most successful businessman, quarterback in the NFL, except for maybe, I don't know, Deshaun Watson's are pretty good considering he hadn't played in quite a while. And, um, you know, they're paying for flashes of brilliance and potential over there in, in Cleveland. Kirk Cousins is the king. He's the king of using this tag to leverage himself into big guaranteed money. And that's that's generally what you want to do. And then the second tag allows – you to get something in return so for instance let's say you know in the cowboys there's a lot of uh scuttlebutt on tony pollard and should they tag tony pollard and i would think that the second tag would make sense because he was great for us i want to keep him but honestly you know if 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 he can go out and get a great contract somewhere else and we turn around and can get two first round draft picks he he yeah you know, I, I i would very quickly take those two rounds first round draft picks for Tony Pollard and i love tony but let's remember he got hurt in that last game and he's going to be out you know he got a broken leg and you know we we know from experience injuries like that uh, I would not expect to see Tony at full strength next season. Maybe maybe later in the season he might be okay, but then you, you still got other bumps and bruises. I, I don't know that he's going to come into, you know, he, he's losing this offseason time. And maybe right now they're letting their bodies rest. But at some point, I mean, we're about to get into March, uh, at some point off season conditioning happens. And you start, this is the time when you start working on your game and you start wanting to take, and he's a younger player. Let's not forget that. There's a, certain amount of, there's a certain amount of work that goes into trying to take your game to the next level. That's done in offseason. That's done before minicamp, before OTAs, before all of that. That's stuff that you do with your team, conditioning and stuff that you do with your team, getting yourself, you know, your body ready, reviewing film, and looking back on last year's games and looking at, you know, some of the things that went right, and sort of the things you did good, and then looking at some of the mistakes you might have made and trying to improve all of that. Well, He's not going to be able to literally put that out on the field for a while. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll take him. But I've never viewed Tony Pollard as a bell cow, you know, 25 carry back, uh, game back. I just He's never hit me as that. He was always a great compliment to Zeke. And even when he started, Zeke would still come in and spell him. Zeke would still come in and get a reasonable amount of touches. Heck, Zeke had, what do you have, eight 900 yards last year? with considerably less touches. And, you know, on the subject of Zeke, listen, NFL is a business, right? NFL is, is uh, you know, they're out to, to be profitable and make money and be successful. Zeke is no longer a top back as much as it – I saw flashes, and I thought maybe he would, you know, resume some of the excellence we've seen in previous years before, before uh, nagging injuries he had. But Zeke's best days are behind him. There's no doubt about it. Uh, doesn't mean he couldn't go play for another team and run for, you know, 11, 1200 yards and be a top 10 uh, productive back. He can still do short yardage. He can still catch on in the backfield. He can still block. I think, I don't think his career is over, but the breakaway speed that he, we saw in his first three years is not there anymore. Um, you know, and, and some of it, yes, was the offensive line, but Pollard ran behind the same line, and we saw Pollard burst. We saw Pollard, you know, do things that Zeke just just couldn't do. So I love Zeke. I love his leadership. I love his work ethic. He had a rough early part of his career with off-the-field stuff. We got through that, and, you know, he, he's a great part of the team. Um, if Dallas is looking – you know, there was rumors that Dallas was – you know, maybe Dallas would cut Zeke, uh, save – $10, $11 million in cap space or more, and then go look for a veteran backup. And I'm like, you got a veteran backup. <laughs> like, who, who would be a better va- backup to Pollard than Zeke if, if he's designated that? If Pollard is the starter moving forward, that is your bell cow. That is your man, and you need someone to come in and spell him. Who out there would be better than Zeke? What, you going to go get Saquon? Yeah, good luck with that. Stakeline looks like his home run. You're not going to get Saquon. Like I'm just trying to figure out who is out there, you know. If you're looking for, but now we got Malik Davis on the roster, but he's, you know, he's a third, he's a third, you know, string back, and I think that's where he needs to be right now. And I think you could look at trying to work him into the second position if you have Zeke for another year, who you know is reliable, who you know is healthy, who you know is a leader, who you know is a great short yardage back, and can come in and, and still be productive. I'm trying to figure out who else would you want to get other than the guy you already have. So maybe they can work it out where Zeke understands he got his big payday. You got paid. Um, I haven't really seen you do endorsements like I thought you would, that's fine. But you got paid. So it's kind of time for you to step aside and let someone else get paid. So, you know, maybe he does a team-friendly deal takes a, a pay cut, and, you know, six days in Dallas. Or maybe not, right? Or maybe not. Maybe Zeke says, you know what, I'd rather take my chances somewhere else. I'd rather go and, you know, maybe another team sees more left in him than we do and is willing to pay him a, a reasonable amount of money to come in and be their, be their starter. We, we saw it with DeMarco Murray. We've seen it with, um, I'm trying to think, as far as like uh, – yeah, I mean, Emmett was late in his career. He went to St. Louis. So I can't even say we saw it with Emmett Smith. Uh, I, I, I can't say that. So we did not see it with Emmett Smith. He played one year in, uh, with the Cardinals and just added another eight, 900, maybe he got 1,000, he might a 1,000 yards to his uh, franchise, the, the NFL record, rushing record, and then he retired a cowboy. So, nah, no. Um, so I don't know. I I I don't I don't know, but I would hope that there's a way to keep him on the team, reduce his pay, make it team friendly, lessen the cap hit, keep you know them, and then and then they've got to understand that you're no longer the starter, and that's it. You know Pollard is our starter, he's our bell car, he's our feature back, and if you don't mind being the backup, and it's kind of that way this year. <laughs> I don't care what it said on the depth chart you know, Pollard kinda of was kinda of was the main man this year. So we've seen the transition. Now, maybe Zeke's ego says, No, this was my team, I'm not ready to relinquish that spot and as much as I want to play here and Dak is my best friend and we've got unfinished business and I'd love to come in and whoop San Francisco's ass next year. Uh I think I think I need to go and start over and go to another team and and I can still I can still get a good two, three year deal. Making twenty million a year, or whatever whatever go-on rate for running backs is, um, so we'll see. Time will tell. But Pollard is a question for franchise tag. Uh, Schultz was tagged in twenty two, could be tagged again in twenty three. I would not. I would. I would either. Schultz is a solid receiving tight end. He is improved in his blocking, and he does a lot of good things for Dallas. But I got to tell you, that game against San Francisco, and when I saw the catch that he made, lazily made, that could have advanced the ball down the field, but he didn't get both feet bound and it just looked lazy to me. It didn't look like we've seen Michael Gallup do or a ton of other Top receivers or tight ends doing the game, Um, and it was he. You know, got one leg, one foot in and one foot out, and it just and it wasn't that he was pushed; it was just him. So that disturbed me, and the the going out of bounds play, you know, where where you you know you wanted the clock to stop, and he was driven backwards. So that allowed the clock to keep, or was he, or did he go forward? I, I'm, I'm trying to remember the rule. I think the rule is if you go backwards, the clock stops. If you're going forward, the clock continues. And he went out of bounds, that he was moving forward, so the clock didn't stop. The clock continued. And another kind of you're not thinking about down distance at the point of the game. Um, you know, he's been in the league a few years now. And I don't know what goes on in the huddles and in the sidelines when you're going down a drive to try to to win a game. But I would think as a receiver, as a tight end, as a guy who's catching the ball, you're aware of what to do. Just like we saw in the Super Bowl, I think his name is McKinnon, get the ball, run toward the end zone, and slide at the, like, four-yard line to keep the clock running. Didn't go out of bounds. Didn't go in the end zone. Like, I don't know if he was told that or if he knew to do that, or both. My guess is he probably knew, and Mahomes or Reed or the new Washington commander, offensive coordinator, slash head coach, Eric Bieniemy, uh, you know, said, remind them to the slide, don't score, because Philly wanted him to score, and they wanted to get the ball back with a chance to, um, you know, score again. And Kansas City played that perfectly. And that is the value of good coaching, That is the value of good leadership. That is the value right there. So that really, you know, people talk about the the penalty and all of that, and I get it. The penalty was important and the penalty mattered, and certainly the penalty affected the game. But then after the penalty, they – Literally ran the clock down to about eleven seconds, giving Philly virtually no chance to come back and win. That kind of stuff matters. So um, Schultz's brain lapses bothers me. And you know her, um, was it Fernandez? I almost said Hernandez. Uh, that was a pretty famous, a longer tight end named Hernandez. Uh, Fernandez and I just had it, the other one. All right, so Dallas is two young tight ends. Both look good, both on their rookie deals. I don't know that Schultz is appreciably better than either one of these tight ends. I don't, know that, I, I don't know that given an opportunity that either one of these tight ends won't excel at the receiver position, and they've already both shown they can block. So I don't know if Schultz is even someone you want to keep, honestly. Um, he's a free agent, so I don't think he can get anything for him. Um, i might just be time to let him go. And I've I'd, I'd I'd, I'd never been high on Schultz. Never. Previously it was because his block cost us games. His block cost us plays that cost us games. His poor blocking. He was better this year. He wasn't perfect. He wasn't Jason Witten. He wasn't uh, Mar- 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 Marcellus Bennett. um wasn't Martellus. I think it was Martellus that played tight end. I think his brother played defense for Chicago. He wasn't Bennett, who was a great blocker. He wasn't Gronkowski, who can do everything at tight end. He was a poor blocker who became an adequate blocker this year. For, for, For me, you can let him go. So I ain't got no problem with that. Let's go on to some of the bigger names in the NFL, though. We already know that Aaron Rodgers is beyond all of this, but it's going to be interesting to see what Aaron Rodgers does. And, and Aaron Rodgers, while while they cannot tag Aaron Rodgers because he's under contract and he is scheduled to get $59 million. <laughs> I laugh because when they asked him, is money a motivator, he said at this point, no, it's not. <laughs> and, and I get it. You know, if somebody said, look, I want you to try to run across the street and not get hit by cars and it's a Busy traffic day, and if you don't get hit, I'll give you $10. You're going to say, you know what you can do with that $10. If they said $100, you're probably going to say, yeah, you know what you can do with that $100. They give you 1000 you might start thinking about it. They give you $10,000, your interest is certainly peaked and might be enough. They give you hundred grand or even a $1,000,000, you are going to do it. Unless it's like, you know, highway and there's no way you're going to, you know, you're just going to get hit. I, I, you know, but, you know, money is a motivator. Money, money affects people. Oh, they hear that. I don't give it how much money you got? Fifty nine million dollars? For one year to continue to play for where you've been playing for eighteen years? With a team that certainly made some surges late in the year now they felt flat against Detroit. Weren't able to get that win, but certainly, you know, had won quite a few going down the stretch and certainly made it interesting and I actually did enjoy his interviews then. I did enjoy his. Y'all, y'all said we didn't have a chance. What do you think now? Nah. Um, but he, he ended up not delivering. But he's one of the best ever. And, you know, it they, 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 talks about would Dallas and Green Bay swap two big contracts. And, you know, there, there's people out there that were like, yeah, I'd do it if I'm Dallas. Of course you would. Green Bay's not going to do that. Green Bay's not going to swap Aaron Rodgers for Dak Prescott. Are you kidding me? What is like, no. <laughs> like, that's nice to think about if you're a Cowboy fan, of course, but that's what Cowboy fans do. This is why Stephen A. Smith has so much fun with, with Cowboy fans. This is what you do. You know, you start thinking about, start dreaming about getting, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers. You know, I think you know, Aaron Rodgers is, I, listen, I've got a pretty good feel for things like this. I predicted, you know, um, Terrell Owens coming to Dallas. I still feel like we're going to get Odell Beckham Jr. Okay? So watch that front. But this doesn't make any sense for Green Bay. Why are you going to go backwards? I I, I don't it, – it's, it's, the, the talent gap is too wide here. It's not like we're talking Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow. Uh, some would say Josh Allen. I'm not even sure Josh Allen is that much more talented than Dak Prescott, to be honest with you, but that's just my opinion. But, you know, Burrow and Mahomes and – Rodgers are kind of the top line NFL talents to me, and then there's everybody else. Watson's got to show me more. He was out, he came back, he had flashes, but you know he didn't really accomplish much last year. And Lamar Jackson's been hurt the last two years, so we we got to see. Um, Herbert, I, I I don't buy. He's got to show me something. He's got my offensive coordinator now, so we'll see. But you know, it, it, to me, it's really those three quarterbacks and everybody else. I, I I at one point thought Josh Allen was kind of the fourth horseman for the Madden Boys, but I, he had a lot of turnovers this year too, almost as many as Dak. And I, I, I nah, not yet. So Lamar Jackson, there's talks about could he end up in Green Bay? Again, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. And then there's all types of things with Jets and you know, um, Carolina. And then there's, there's David Carr floating around out there. He's, he's available. He's a free agent. He was released. He had $40 million coming due in his contract last week, and um, they tried to trade him. He rejected the trade. And I don't know where they tried to trade him to, or I can try to find that out for the next show. But they tried to trade him. He rejected the trade, and so they released him so they didn't get stuck with the $40 million that would have been guaranteed had, had he been on the roster the next day. So Carr is available. Uh Lamar is under contract. I believe he's under contract for I think this is the last year. Um You know, I probably should. Let me let me see if I can find out. Um I I have my I do have my iPad open and um you know, because it's a new iPad every time I try to do something it it, it asks it asks me a bunch of things all over again, so let me see, oh, come on, let's see. uh Ravens are on the clock, uh, okay, so Lamar Jackson could be franchise tagged, so that means um, let's see, so that means his his contract his contract his contract must be over. Um, they're expected to place franchise tag on Jackson, which tag? one costless, less, right, got it, okay. So I guess, I guess, you know, they're trying to figure out if they're going to put the tag on Lamar Jackson. And I, I, I remember hearing um, one of the NFL pundits say that there is no way that Lamar Jackson plays under either tag. Lamar wants a long-term deal, and he wants a lot of guaranteed money. He wants to be in the Deshaun Watson neighborhood. He wants to be at the top of the food chain. So it is unlikely that he gets franchise tagged. And if he does, the, the general thought is he's probably not going to play on that tag. So that's going to be a very interesting story to watch. I, you know, if, so, so there's two sides to this, right? So if I'm, if I'm Baltimore, I'm saying – great quarterback, MVP-level quarterback, Uh, from what I heard, the fourth-best winning record in the history of the NFL, fourth-best, so he's a winner. But last year, 2021 season, he was hurt. He came back and played this year and got hurt, and no one knows. He came on and he did some tweets and He's claiming it was legitimate injury, which is what he should do, or he should just say nothing. But if you're trying to negotiate a long-term deal and you've been hurt two years in a row, does it make sense to keep playing? No. So was he hurt? I don't know. I'm not going to call him a liar. I'll call him a businessman. And as a businessman, he's trying to decide if he was really hurt or not. So, and I, okay, not, not the right way I meant to word it. As a businessman, he's making a decision on how to handle himself while he gets a long-term deal. And if that meant maybe extending an injury a bit or uh, inflaming an injury a bit, then that's what he did, and no one would blame him for that. So I get Baltimore's hesitance because of his injury status. On the other side of it, the market is the market. And here's the deal. Here's the reality of it. Someone's going to pay him that money. Okay? There are teams that will pay him that money, guaranteed, uh, without a doubt. If they were to put the uh, non-exclusive tag to negotiate, some are going to pay him that money. Some are going to make him a very rich man and bring him into their team and give up two first-round picks for him. Quarterback's most important position on the field, period. There's, there's, not, there's not a close second on the field head coach is the most important position. Off the field, on the field, it's quarterback, and, it, and it's not even close. So you're trying to get a franchise quarterback for the next 10 years, and there's a guy kept throughout waiting for you? Yeah. So, so someone's going to pay him. So what's Baltimore going to do? That's going to be a very interesting story to watch. Is Baltimore going to put the tag on Lamar Jackson? I say they do. I say they keep negotiating. I say that if they don't come up with a long-term deal, Lamar Jackson sits out next year and doesn't play. You heard it here. Am I the first person to say that? No. But I feel like he has already set the table and said, I want – I don't know what he's looking for, $50 guaranteed. That'd be about right. So per year. So and, – and, you know, look, I'm not going to even bore you guys with the number of ways that this could be structured – bottom line is that's the number I'm sure he wants to see, at least. So you tag him all you want, but I don't think he plays another down anywhere unless he has a long-term deal. Now, you know, there's been reports that he was offered a lot of money already, and, you know, you get to the point where, what point is is excessive and there's a balance right you, you want to make sure there's money left over to build the team but at the same time you want to be fair sure to yourself and then the market the market dictates that quarterbacks are getting 40 and 50 plus million dollars a year now and the market dictates that they're getting hundreds of million dollars guaranteed over the years that's what the market dictates the nfl generates 10 billion dollars a year in revenue there you know the, the the owners there is a salary cap and the owners can Divvy that money up as they see fit, and the quarterback is that's the premium position. And how does Baltimore do this year if Lamar played the whole year? I mean, the backup made it to the Pro Bowl. That's saying anything. Huntley, he's, he's serviceable. And Lamar Jackson. I mean, come on. So, and I think on the issue of quarterbacks, you know, when I look at the fourth horseman, right? So the four are simply Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers. Those are the three. And I think we can look at and and really try to make a decision, or we can make a decision going into the season and just live by it and see how it plays out. But, you know, there's obviously Josh Allen, there's uh, Lamar Jackson, there's Deshaun, there's Herbert. Uh, At one point Dak was certainly considered, although I'm, Dak would have to do a lot to persuade me to make him the fourth horseman. I he'd have to do a lot. Like, Dak would have to literally come in and take the Cowboys to the Super Bowl, have an impeccable season, show that he's finally gotten over the hump um, for me to say, okay, uh, you know, so not Dak. But there's a handful of quarterbacks that we could look at for that position. I think, I think we'll do that. I think we'll do that. So I don't I don't know what else to add on this. I think it's going to be very interesting. I'm curious. You know, we got till March 7th. I'm curious when I come back and do my 14th anniversary show, will there be any franchise tags placed? Will Aaron Rodgers have made a decision on his future? He came out of the darkness retreat early. I don't even know why that's news. I could care less about his darkness retreat. Um, good for you. I hope you had a good time, but are you going to play football or not? You know, Lamar Jackson, will they have made a decision there? Derek Carr, will he be somewhere um, other NFL players will there be franchise tags uh, around the league? You know what's Miami going to do with the two of Tonga Law situation? Man, I know that in a week, but in off season at some point, what's Miami going to do? What's Chicago going to do? They've got their first round pick from two years ago, who certainly played better last year, and they've got a ton of uh, cap space, and uh, you know, there's, there's, they, they, and they got the number one pick. So Chicago is in a position that they really have to think about what they want to do. Do they want to trade back to get more picks to build their team, or do they want to take their number one pick and go get, you know, C.J. Stroud, if he's the guy, and and bring him in and then trade, you know, Justin Fields? I I don't know. Uh, Train, who is the Chicago air aficionado, (laughs) he said – I like Fields. keep fields, trade back, get more picks, build the team around him, give him a team, let him do what he can do. Can't disagree with that. But there's a lot that we can watch in the offseason. And you know what? We can watch to see if Tom Brady's going to come back right now. I'm just kidding. Brady's Brady's done. And the last thing I'll comment on before I get on out of here is Eric the enemy. And, you know, I still feel the way I feel. I still – I watched his interview. I was very impressed because I have not heard him talk um, other than brief things at some of the games. But um, I get the sense that he feels he was held back because he was with Kansas City and because Andy Reid got the offensive credit. And this is a chance for him to go and build a name with another organization, certainly the bottom organization in the NFC East. Sorry, sorry, you know, Commanders fans, but that's where they are. That's where they sit. They're the only team to not make the playoffs in NFC East this year. So he is not only offense coordinator, he's assistant head coach. So it's pretty clear that he's working towards being a head coach either there or somewhere else, and that's what he wants. And in the meantime, he's hoping to make a difference in Washington. Um, He will have full control of the offense. So I guess if you feel like Kansas City has held you back and Andy Reid uh, maybe didn't uh, nothing against Andy Reid, but the organization didn't do as much as they could have. They didn't designate you coach in waiting. They, you know, they, they, in the interviews. You got some credit, but you didn't get the credit maybe you deserved, and maybe you just felt like, look, I've I've hit the I've hit the top here. There's nowhere else for me to go. Okay, we make another Super Bowl. I've I've already had that. I have two Super Bowl wins. I have three appearances. I have five consecutive NFC championships. By the way, all at home. You know, we hosted all of those right? I I did my part. Now I'm going to go to a team that's struggling, doesn't even know who their quarterback is, definitely issues on offense, and I'm going to help them rebuild, and I'm in total control of that offense. I'm going to show you what I can do, and that will propel me to be a head coach here or a head coach somewhere else. If that's his logic, I can't argue with it. I can't argue with that logic if that's, in fact, why he made the move, and I, I actually have some friends that are big time fans, a friend of mine, Steve, said, you know, that, that pretty much is what he told me over the weekend. He actually knew before I did that he got that they got him. So if that's his decision, um, you know, without without risk there can be no success and if he, you know, he's taking a risk, he could he could totally fail, fall miserably and, you know, land stay in a land of obscurity, obscurity over there in Washington. Or, you know, he can do his thing and propel himself. I guess we'll see. But if that's his logic, I can't argue it. I just – I would have hoped that Kansas City would have either, won, helped him more aggressively get another job somewhere else or made it clear that, you know, Andy you – know, Patrick Mahomes is going to be here for the next 10 years. It is unlikely Andy Reid will be. And so Eric Bieniemy, as long as he's on his staff, he's the next head coach if that's what he wants whenever Andy decides to step down. We didn't hear anything like that. All we heard from Andy Reid was, I'll come back if they'll have me. So um, since Kansas City didn't do that, I guess I understand. It's just weird. It's just, man, you, you, know, you know, and I don't even know the numbers. I mean, that's the other thing. What was he making and what's he making now? If they said he was making three, $4 million a year and now he's making $6 million a year, okay, I'm done. I'm a capitalist. You know, I, I, I got it. Cool. So I, I don't know. There's, there's more questions than answers. I do know I was very impressed with his interview, though when they announced him, he looked like a head coach. He acted like a head coach. And I'm like, okay, it's not the same look I see on the sideline with your Kansas City gear on, all right. You knew exactly how to come. He came with his suit on. He was articulate. He was prepared. Okay. So we're going to be watching that. We're going to be watching that. day I have the pleasure of meeting, I will meet Dr. Uh, Jabril Kazan. Who is that? He is one of the Greensboro Four who protested segregation in Greensboro, North Carolina at the Woolworth lunch counter in 1960. Look it up. It's a very, very, very famous civil rights uh, uh, issue. And he's the last living member, and I get to go and meet him, speak with him, and listen to him um, talk at an event on Sunday as we round out Black History Month. I cannot wait. I am very much looking forward to it. I'm going uh, – there's a fight I want to see, Jake Paul and Tommy Fury is at 2 o'clock. I will, I'll have to catch the replay because I'll be at the event at 2 o'clock. So I'm excited. And although this is a sports show, I'm, I'm going to talk about it next Friday if I remember because, you know, Black History Month will be over, but Black History always and forever, baby. They didn't teach it to you in the schools, just like they didn't teach you how to balance your checkbook in the schools. Certain things school systems still – haven't figured out. So I'm going to stop because, you know, I get, on, I get on the road talking about certain things off of football. I could be, I could be on this show all day. We're not going to do that. So, hey, I hope I helped you understand a little bit about franchise tags. And watch it with me. And let's see what happens. And then we will debrief each other next Friday. So thanks for checking out the Madden Voice, Commissioner T, solo show. I had my coffee. I hope you had yours. Come check out the Madden Voice so you can hear what you haven't heard. See you next Friday.